the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I am broadcasting from Dallas again. Weather is beautiful here, by the way. I don't understand what people say. Texas is hot. I just can't. I don't, I don't follow it. So that, that was just to encourage you to move here. A temptation that I am still resisting. Anyway, moving anywhere out of California. When I moved to California in 1976, basically a kid, it was so exciting. California represented freedom, excitement, joy of life. It represents depression, power to the two two elements that are just crushing the state and its spirit. Vast numbers of people who come solely for its benefits. Who, and I don't blame them, by the way. I don't have any blame whatsoever. Neither, not, not for wherever they are from, not, nor for the Haitians that are coming in right now. The word got out. The Democratic Party of the United States wants as many people to come into this country by any means possible as possible because they are seen as potential voters. I believe deeply, deeply, I would take a lie detector test. I would swear on the Bible that I believe is ultimately divinely inspired, parts of it divinely written. I would swear on that, that I believe that the Democratic Party heads, not the average Democrat, doesn't give a damn about the United States of America. That is the reason Joe Biden is a, a, a good example. Kamala Harris is an example. I never said this about a president and vice president of the United States. And yet, I would say about half the country believes that they don't give a damn about this country. They don't. They love power. These are nothings. Both of them are nothings. And they luxuriate in the success that they have had. Undeserved, unearned, nothing. It's a nothing. People who are nothings guide us. When I, when I watch Chuck Schumer just stand in front of cameras and lie about people whipping black immigrants, <laughs> hearing members of Congress say, oh, once again, we're watching whites whip blacks. For those of us who have a voice in us that says, you know, you're lying, it's very hard to understand the average Democratic politician. It just is. Is there no voice in you that knows you are just lying, Schumer, or any of these other Congress people? And what I believe has happened is 
over the course of time, there's been a moral deterioration on the part of these people. I don't think Chuck Schumer started out a liar. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know about Adam Schiff. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a tougher call. He might have started out a liar. Part of the reason that there was so much talk about Donald Trump as the liar, the liar, the liar, is for the same reason that Democrats and the left and the, the media, which serve them, will call uh, anybody on the right a fascist. Or, or call Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy. It's all a smokescreen to hide the evils that, that they engage in. That's all it is. It's a smokescreen. It's, it's camouflage. To bring, to, if you heard the, uh, these illegal immigrants from Haiti, all of whom I have the deepest pity for, they come from a benighted country. And all they want is to better their lives. I, I totally understand that. But there, there is simply a limit to the numbers of people that this country can accept without changing it economically. In other words, how exactly are we to afford all of the things that these people are, are given once they are simply allowed to be here? And the values that they bring are not are, are not consonant very often with our values. How could they be? They, they don't come from free countries that that value freedom. Haiti has never been a free country. It's always been a self-imposed, not always, but for 200 years, it's been a self-imposed tyranny. I don't know if there is a more corrupt country than Haiti in uh, in Latin America. It's hard for those of us who think of America as the last best hope of Earth, as Lincoln put it, to understand those who have utter contempt for it, like Joe Biden. It is. It's just hard. So what we do, a lot of people do, is they deny it. No, it's not possible. They just think differently. Yes, they do think differently. They even feel differently. For Joe Biden, the United States is a vehicle to personal money and power. That's it, basically. Same with Kamala Harris. And for others, it's just a place to radically change. Neither Kamala Harris nor Joe Biden is a true-believing leftist. They're just opportunists who go where the flow is. And the media basically guards them. Not basically. Drop basically. Guards them. Here's another example. There's a piece in the Wall Street Journal about how much money the Biden regime, and I'll say regime, if you want administration, I'll say administration, how much money is being planned to be given to Americans in order to make them dependent upon government. As many of you have heard me say on many occasions, I do believe, I literally believe this is not a, an exaggeration. I think that it is often harder to to get off addiction to free money, i.e. benefits, than it is to get off addiction to heroin. 
I read to you from the Wall Street Journal's editorial board. The history of government entitlements is that they inevitably expand, often into something far different than how they began. There's no better example than the child tax credit that Democrats are now expanding into a costly, guaranteed basic income for families with children. This is an enormous change in social policy and the role of government, and it's moving through Congress with no scrutiny. In March, as part of their COVID relief bill, Democrats expanded the the credit for 2021 to $3,600 for children under age 6, and $3,000 for older dependents. That's up from $2,000 Republicans offered as part of tax reform in 2017, which was an increase from $1,000. The Democratic Budget Reconciliation Bill would extend these provisions through 2025, and the political expectation is they will be extended after that. And never be repealed. That's a safe bet. Democrats would also keep the full credit refundable, which means it is a pay, it is paid in a check to those who don't owe any income tax. The Internal Revenue Service in July started paying part of the credit in monthly checks. All the better to get recipients hooked. Hooked, get it? Addicted. On regular government payments, all of this means that what started as a $500 political sop in the 1990s is no longer really a tax credit. It is kicked free of any connection to income or taxes and is now a full-fledged entitlement. The credit traditionally phased in as parents earned a modest amount of income an attempt to ensure the benefit flowed to families with a working parent no longer. Democrats say a fully refundable benefit will cut child poverty in half. But Robert Dorr, who ran welfare programs in New York, has warned on these pages about the risks of sending families checks without any insight into the needs or circumstances of a household. Checks that make families appear less poor on paper are no accomplishment if children are left in awful suffering, such as living with a parent who is an untreated mental illness or addiction. Taxpayers should understand the magnitude of the benefits. I will continue by reading that to you. They don't care about our country. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. 
I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here. A, a reminder, what the Democrats are doing to this country is ruining it. The Democratic Party is ruining the United States of America because it's controlled by the left, and the left ruins everything it touches. To deny that is to engage in wishful thinking, and it's inexcusable. It means you don't have the courage to say the left is, is evil. The left is evil. The left everywhere is evil, not liberals. Liberals are naive. Liberals often lack courage politically. They're often wonderful individuals. I love some of them personally. But they, they won't acknowledge because it's very hard to stare at evil. To destroy America, the last best hope of mankind. Is it, if that's not evil, then I need a definition of evil. So I'm very specific in what I mean by evil in this case. They're destroying this country. Intentionally. Taxpayers should understand the magnitude of the benefits. This is the Wall Street Journal editorial. About the the uh, the new entitlements that they are giving uh, for children, basic income for families with children, basic income for all families. Before the expansion, the average child credit for a family... Below 100% of the poverty line was about $975. Now it's $5,421. That comes on top of other transfer programs such as food stamps and the earned income tax credit. The new child entitlement will reach well into the middle class, which is part of the political goal. Of course. That's the end of democracy when people understand that they could vote for politicians who will give them money. That's it. It's over. Then nobody votes for what's better for the country. They vote for how do I get more money? A couple earning $100,000 that has three children ages 7, 4, and 2 would be eligible for $10,200. That's a couple earning $100,000. They would get $10,200 in payments. The original tax credit rationale was to defray the costs of raising young children. But the Democratic bill also creates new entitlements for a separate child care program, plus paid family leave and universal pre-K education. The only political cautionary word on all of this has come from Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, who was warned about severing the benefit from work. He's right, but his party doesn't want to hear it. I think that raising children is work, said Senator Sherrod Brown in HuffPost. But paid employment has been the anchor of welfare progress because the dignity and order of stable work is the most reliable path out of poverty. The article, the editorial concludes, topping all of this off is the blatant fiscal dishonesty. Democrats end the payments after 2025 so that they can make them fit in their 10-year budget window. This accounting fiction, a.k.a. lie, 
Let's Democrats pretend the credits cost only roughly $556 billion over 10 years. The real cost will be twice that. In other words, over a trillion dollars. Another trillion. Millions of Americans have received checks from the IRS this year, and no doubt they like the money. Now listen, this is the key to all of it. But this is like free starter chips at the casino. The point is to condition American families to government benefits before the middle class bill arrives in the future in the form of higher payroll, value added, or energy taxes. There is no free entitlement state. That is exactly right. Yep, my friends, that's the story. Get as many Americans hooked on free money as possible, and you have a guaranteed Democratic vote, and then the Republicans are attacked for being mean and not caring for the poor and the middle class. That's how it works. Maria in San Diego, California. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Yes, I am a U.S. citizen, but I was born in Panama. My family's in Panama. I spoke to my brother this morning, and there's 19,000 Haitians between Colombia and Panama coming to the good U.S. aid of aid. How do you like that? How does he know? How does he know that? It's all over the news in Panama. Mm-hmm. Nineteen thousand. Yes. So, uh, explain to me. Uh, Haiti is on an island shared with Dominican Republic. So, what what is what does that have to do with Colombia? Because it's easier for them to come by foot, I guess, and cheaper. Well, they, so, so what do they do? They, do they, do they sail to Colombia and then fly to the U.S.? No, they come by, by, by land, by foot. Well, they, they can't come by land because they're separated by water. Well, once they're in the, in the continent, they just walk up here. They just have to make the, the, the cross across. Oh, the oh then they do. Oh, through Central America, crossing the Panama Canal. Correct. Uh, I see. Okay. Correct. that That is a very long trip. That was one. I, I'd like to, I, I need to uh, bring to your attention, folks, how exactly they're doing this. It's the, 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 the Biden meanness to Haitians is something I ought to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out, and Amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the uh, 
the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is. NerveRenew.com. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager, and I have a professor on, Todd Zwicky, Z-Y-W-I-C-K-I. He's a professor of law at George Mason University and a fellow at the Cato Institute. In August, I believe it was August, let me see here, he wrote a piece in uh, the, uh, the Wall Street Journal. Was it August, Professor? It was August. That's right, Dennis. So you wrote a piece about why you're not going to follow your university's demand that you uh, get a vaccination for against COVID in order to be able to return to campus. And you cited the fact that you had, in fact, COVID and, in fact, was was... When you took tests, you had the antibodies uh, to COVID. They they continued to stay in your body. And so you sued George Mason. Is that correct? That's correct, Dennis. Okay. I, um, we, yep. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. Yeah. So I, uh, so I tried to resolve this the nice way, Dennis, uh, which is I tried to – George Mason claims to be a place that respects science, that uh, respects truth. So – I reached out to him over the summer um, after I contacted my immunologist, and I did a full um, immunity workup, including an antibodies test that showed that my antibodies level um, was comparable to somebody who had been fully vaccinated. Um, and um, um, and there's, more to, there's more to immunity than that, but this is sort of a slam-dunk case. This is how you measure somebody's immune protection. This is how they measure whether somebody needs a booster shot for any, for any disease, whether it's measles or uh, COVID or anything else. Um, and so I reached out to him. I said, here's, here's the evidence. Um, they blew me off. I reached out to him again, and I attached an affidavit from my immunologist as well as two leading public health um, um, uh, uh, scholars, who I'm sure you're familiar with, Jay Bhattacharya at Stanford and Martin Kuhldorf at Harvard, that presented all the evidence that showed this. George Mason, again, just blew me off, um, issued their policy saying that everybody had to get vaccinated. And so I reached out to the New Civil Liberties Alliance at that point and um, asked them to represent me. So we brought a lawsuit. Eventually, George Mason ended up giving me a medical exemption um, after all this um, in civil and changed the rules so that I wasn't being disadvantaged as much as I had. So the lawsuit itself has been resolved. But now there's you know, many cases now following raising the same issue as these vaccine mandates have spread around the country. What do you mean many many have followed? I don't follow that. Where You mean in many universities or at George Mason? In, no, many universities. So, uh, for example, uh, uh, Dr. Aaron uh, Cariotti out in um, uh, uh, Orange County, who's a uh, medical school professor at University of California, Irvine, has sued uh, challenging California Board of Regents. Some first responders up in Oregon have sued um, uh, because they've all had COVID. Um, and there's a lot of other cases uh, against public uh, agencies that um, as these deadlines are coming due, more and more people are challenging, saying, I've had COVID, I've seen the evidence, natural immunity is at least as protective, and it's pretty clear at this point, Dennis, that it's more protective uh, than vaccination in terms of prevention against reinfection and particularly 
against community spread. And so they're basically saying that uh, you, you have to recognize that I have natural immunity if you're going to um, uh, and not require me to get vaccinated. Can you name one example of any progress made in any court, in any judge's courtroom in the United States with regard to COVID rights? I cannot. <laughs> well, um, the, uh, not, not that much. I mean, obviously, the Supreme Court has recognized uh, some uh, religious liberties issues. But ironically enough, Dennis, um, there are actually some cases that go back to the beginning of this year where, of all things, federal prisoners have um, sued for uh, early release from prison because there was a COVID outbreak in the prisons where they resided, and the judges denied their, uh, their claim for early release because the prisoners had uh, previously contracted and recovered from COVID. So the doctors actually said, uh, you, because you've gotten COVID and recovered, you are, uh, you are more protected than the average inmate and denied their claim. So I guess I'm just asking to be treated by my employer as well as federal, uh, federal employees or federal prisoners get uh, treated by the federal courts. <laughs> yeah, well, right, stay with me because I, I, I don't know if uh, courts will come through for liberty. We'll be back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. of America is known as the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington. From lobbying in the halls of Congress and the executive branch to battling in the courts, wherever your Second Amendment rights are being infringed, GOA and their grassroots army are there. GOA has never compromised on the Second Amendment in its 45-year history. GOA's mission is simple, to protect, defend, and restore the Second Amendment. GOA has a special offer for my listeners and a free gift. It's up to us to protect the Second Amendment. Please Please visit gunowners.org, gunowners.org forward slash Prager to join in this important battle for liberty. That's gunowners.org forward slash Prager. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager with Professor Todd Zwicky, professor of law at George Mason University. He sued his university, demanded that he get a vaccination, even though he had already had COVID. By the way, there is a, I don't know if you noticed, but at the Wall Street Journal article, your original one. So I don't know, do you read comments on pieces you write? <laughs> I do not. I'm not uh-huh. I do. I read comments on every article I read. I find them as important as the article. So I read the comments on your article that you didn't even read. So there was one guy who, uh, now I don't read all, uh, there were like a 1,200, I didn't read all 1,200, but uh, there was a guy who wrote, uh, this Professor Zewicki is lying through his teeth. The data out of Israel show that you are not as protected by having had COVID as by having had the vaccine. The guy gave no uh, a basis, no citation. I never heard of that, and uh, I'm curious if that was an argument that you heard. That I'm surprised you would make that argument because even back at that time in August, it was known that uh, vaccines were much more prone to breakthrough infections than uh, natural immunity. And since that time, a massive study has come out of Israel just a few weeks ago that found that vaccine breakthrough infections are. 13 times more likely for any infection, 
27 more times uh, likely that a vaccine breakthrough infection would uh, uh, than uh, the natural immunity, an eight times higher risk of uh, hospitalization for a nat- for a breakthrough vaccine breakthrough infection compared to natural immunity. Um, and so that argument is pretty much put to rest. The, uh, the Israeli data is pretty much considered to be definitive on the question at this point. While at some point we thought vaccines might be as protective as natural immunity, what we've discovered now that the vaccines have been in, a, uh, work, been in effect for a while is natural immunity over and over and over again now it's shown to be more durable, more protective, and better against variants. Right. That's exactly what I know. I, I'm only noting this so that my listeners know the number of Americans who live in an alternate reality of truth. <laughs> in other words, a world of lies. The man's name, according to here, Mark Geyser, G-E-Y-Z-E-R. The dear professor is lying through his teeth. The research from Israel has shown that the natural immunity diminishes fast in a matter of months, and the dear professor has contracted the disease over a year ago. So the man made this up. He literally made it up. And it, it would appear to me, am, am I right or wrong, that based on what you just said, the man made this up. He, he clearly made it up, Dennis. And what is so wicked about that is they want to make stuff up, false things to force me to undergo a completely unnecessary medical treatment that not only is risky at the same level of everybody else, it's even more risky for somebody who has recovered from COVID. A recent study in Nature uh, Scientific Research found that the odds of being hospitalized or sent to the emergency room after being vaccinated with one shot if you've recovered from COVID is 6.8% compared to 0.6% for somebody who's never had COVID. So we're talking 11 times higher risk for a vaccine that provides me with literally no benefit. And they're, lie- and they're making things up, just lying, in order to do this to fellow Americans. I think it's really, it, it really makes my blood boil. It's really despicable that somebody would be that irresponsible to spread that kind of information. Um, when all it does is damage other uh, other people for no good reason. Here's another response to you by someone named Palmer Brown. What a drama queen, referring to you. That's why I think it's fascinating to read comments. It is, because it gives you an insight into what the public thinks. And these are these are subscribers to the Wall Street Journal. These These are not trolls. Wearing a mask and exercising reasonable social measures did not, does not keep you from performing your job. The university is offering reasonable accommodation for you if you choose, that's you, professor, if you choose not to get the vaccine. You have three options. Exercise responsibility for yourself and others and get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine, but wear a mask and adhere to safety protocols they have outlined. Three, seek employment elsewhere. What's your comment to that? Well, again, I'm fortunate that unlike millions, it's estimated about about 120 million Americans have um, uh, recovered from COVID or COVID survivors. Um, And a lot of these, of course, are first responders, doctors, uh, um, nurses, police officers, that sort of thing. I was fortunate enough that my university ended up giving me a a medical exemption, and they ended up changing the rules so that 
essentially everybody has to wear a mask and I wasn't going to be stigmatized and disadvantaged and that sort of thing. But now we're talking about tens of millions of Americans are basically being forced into this position of getting an unnecessary and risky medical treatment um, that aren't getting um, medical exemptions, which I was fortunate enough to uh, uh, to get after I wrote that article. Um, and, um, um, and, and they are basically being forced to choose between their employer um, and their job. And in my case, I, you know, my doctor, I have a, my immunologist, a PhD immunologist who is, you know, prominent immunologist was saying, dude, this man cannot be vaccinated. He doesn't need to be vaccinated because of natural immunity. And some mid-level bureaucrats in the George Mason Human Resources Department were basically uh, promulgating this one-size-fits-all policy. And this is what they're doing to people, is people are basically being forced to ignore their doctor's advice in order to keep their job. Um, and I just can't believe that that's something that's allowed to stay. So wait, has George Mason dropped the requirement of everybody being vaccinated? Uh, George Mason gave me a medical um, No, no, you, I know, but has they dropped it for in general? No, they have not dropped it in general. And, uh, and I, uh, Okay, hold on. I, I, it's, I'm blown away. So one man gets it because he brought a lawsuit? We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. All right, everybody. I'm on with a professor of law at George Mason University, Todd Zwicky. He sued his university when they said everybody had to get vaccinated, even those who had COVID. I assume this is the first time in history, by the way, Professor, that people are arguing that it is better to get a vaccine than to actually have immunity from the from the virus itself. I, I mean it. I, 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 I uh, we we live in the age of the lie, so it's not it's not shocking. What bothers me though is. They made an, an exception for you. Does that mean that in order for a university or any institution to change, every single individual must bring a lawsuit? Yeah, it's, uh, um, it does seem like that's um, one, one lesson from this experience is that people who have the ability uh, and the willingness to make trouble uh, might be able to do it. Even in some cases, universities still don't give in in that situation, but uh, but I but but it worked for me, um, and I'm not sure you know sort of what uh, was going on with the university when they decided to give me the exemption, but um, but I got it, and I know a lot of other people who didn't. So right, so <laughs> there's little hope. I mean, when we can't have two million lawsuits. I mean, there's probably more people who between faculty and students at universities, so th- there's almost nothing to be learned from your case other than one man can prevail who's a, a, an, you know, a fighting professor. Well, in my case, the university gave in, uh, um, Dennis, but as I said, there are other cases going on. There's The New Civil Liberties Alliance now has a case um, involving Michigan State University, and I think you alluded to the point earlier, Dennis, which is the key here is eventually judges have to step up. Yeah, but they won't. Okay, the okay. J- judges and cowardice are somewhat synonymous in America today. <laughs> I, I, oh, no, so are professors, and so, so is every profession. There's nothing distinctive about the judicial cowardice. There's medical cowardice and legal cowardice and professoriate cowardice. It's... 
that's the human condition in a nutshell, but I expected better from Americans, and I was naive about that, apparently. So I, I, I don't even know what can be done. So let me understand, prior to your winning, you did not have to wear a mask if you were vaccinated? Uh, right, exactly. What happened was, at the time I brought my lawsuit, if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to wear a mask. You didn't have to socially distance, they said, and that sort of thing. Um, and after I filed my lawsuit, they changed the policy at the university. So right, so are you, are you like vaccinated. the most hated man on campus? <laughs> I am not. Not at my campus. Uh, All right, anyway, listen, I got to go. I thank you. you. At least one man fought and one man prevailed. Make-believe world in which we live. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.